Gardy Lou Nuggets. Hello, everybody. This is Lisa. I'm Jen, and Amy ditched us, everybody. Well, you know, we're doing scary shit, so <laughs> I think she's being a little bit of a pussy, but... She's hiding under the covers, and now so Lisa's recording, so blame yeah, her. Lisa will be editing tomorrow, so blame me even more. It's nice that I don't really have any responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Um, good. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Happy about that. How about you? How you feeling? Any better? I am better. Yes. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Did you have a good week? Um, yeah, I think, I guess. I don't really do anything. Like, <laughs> Did you play Dungeons and Dragons last night? Yeah, I did. Your daughter was just fucking hysterical last night. Really? <laughs> Yeah, she was cracking up everybody. She said she had and, a good um, time. Yeah, she's good. And, um, you know, Paul, who runs it, is so imaginative and creative. And he didn't even plan for it because he's been so busy that three hours he just went off the cuff, just improvised. Well, he's perfect for that because he's, the, what do they call the game master or something? Yeah. Uh, dungeon master dungeon master yeah he's really good what kind of character are you i'm a oh god i don't know the name i'm an azimar paladin oh what the fuck is that i'm a, a six foot tall <laughs> uh, like chick who has like a sort of tan but has white hair with feathers in it and just white eyes Oh, and wow. no pupils. Yeah. I'm a badass, actually. What do you do? I beat the shit out of people in the game. Because I'm the paladin. I um, Although we have, uh, like, a dragon guy. So this is, like, I haven't played since the 70s. So I don't oh, have all okay. the terms. Okay. Um, he's like a draconic kind of dude. Um, he's more of a tank than me but normally in a party a paladin would be the tank um okay. which is what i'm used to like in video games and stuff i always play a paladin oh all right because i love tanking okay yeah this is like um, all a foreign language to me but well tanking means you keep all the um aggro or the anger of the mob monster on you while everyone else comes in and hits it and then the healer would in regular like video games, the healer would then focus their healing on you and everyone else will help you take it down. Oh, all right. So you're like the main focus wow. and um, of the hate kind of thing. And that's what I'm used to playing. So <laughs> it's easy for me to just be a paladin, but it's complicated because they've changed it so much since I started it in the seventies. Like it, it, there's like, Oh my God. Oh, so much bullshit, man. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, besides that, just PT and talking to my grandbaby. And... Yeah, so cute. But um, before we start, this is actually episode 25, Jen. Wow. I know. Uh, 25. 25, a quarter of 100. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And they haven't kicked us off the airwaves yet. Oh, knock on wood, man. I think it's because nobody's okay. listening. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited fabulous. about this one because we can do scary shit because Amy's not around. I know, and I got some good ones. I know you have some good ones. I do. But before we start, here's a few words from Unpredictable un <laughs> Unpredictably Us podcast. Hey friends, we're the girls at Unpredictably Us Podcast. I'm Athena. And I'm Christy. We're two friends that are running through life's unpredictable obstacles to see how well we achieve or fail those crazy moments. We know a life without some living in it won't provide a story worth telling. So grab some coffee, maybe wine, and buckle up because we're going on another adventure. You can sit with us on Wednesday. Welcome to Unpredictably Us Podcast. <laughs> 
Okay. I also have a what the fuck. Oh, wow. Because I got to go out this week. Oh, that's always dangerous. I know. What the fuck? So I had to go to the bank. But the smaller branches inside, like, grocery stores or Targets or whatever, have all been closed. So I had to go to the main, like, main big branches. Mm. But they've all closed their lobbies. Huh. So I had to stand in drive through <laughs> Oh, no, Lisa. I, I forgot. I don't I'm thinking, okay. <laughs> but then I forgot. I don't, don't have, have a car. car. I've been standing in drive through Oh, no. Between cars. No. Yes, it had to be fucking hysterical, right? But then, like, I end up with four other people behind me. Cars or people? Women, like, uh, female, uh, standing folk. Oh, that's good. You weren't the only one. No. <laughs> and um, the guy in front of me, an older gentleman, um, he fell asleep waiting in line. And... Oh. But he didn't move up at first, and I'm like, should I just go cut in front? Like, the line was, there were five, um, the, like, things open. Yeah. Okay. But only three people working. So the lines were long. Oh, my God. So I'm standing there, and um. And what time were you, did you go? Um, I went after physical therapy, so it was after 10. Oh, okay. And um, I'm thinking, should I move up? Like, <laughs> cut in front of him? You know, because I, you know, if I had a car, I wouldn't be able to, but I can easily walk around him, you know. Silver lining. Yeah. So he finally woke up and moved up. And then he dealt with each of his transactions separately instead of sending them all in. So every time one would come back and I'm like, cool, he'd no. start another one. Well, the, also, the bitch behind me, not wearing a mask. What the fuck? Coughing, coughing and spitting. Oh, my God. Off, you're not a real lady if you're sitting around spitting. You're and not no a one real human if you're sitting around spitting. I'm sorry. But even boys, I'm sorry. Don't do it. Yeah. No. And I turned. Finally, I'm, I've had it. And I turned to her. Probably part of it was I was pissed having. I'm standing there. You and know, standing I turned in a drive through. Yeah. Yeah, and I turn to her and I say, you should be wearing a mask. And then she just keeps, she's on the phone. Oh, of course <laughs> she is. Um, talking, and she just like sort of looked at me and then went on her regular thing or whatever. So I, the old man finally gets done. I go up. I start doing all my shit. It takes fucking forever. Oh my God. Like, they were very slow. It was cold and, this morning, too. Uh, no, I did this Monday. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was thinking it was today. Go ahead. And I go to the bus stop, and I'm waiting. And some asshole drives by and is, like, blowing me kisses. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. Like, I'm pissed off. I have to sit here in the drive-thru just <laughs> standing here like a douche. Oh, my God. And... And then this fucker's driving by and then comes back and then drives by again. I'm like, get a fucking life. I get on the bus and um, it's not too crowded. Everyone has masks. I go to the back, total back of the bus. I'm sitting there. A woman gets on. She is wearing a mask. She sits right near me, like two seats. So it's not six feet and keeps staring at me. What the fuck? And you I must look have been at her. Gorgeous that day, man. No, I had a big <laughs> mask on, glasses, a hat. <laughs> like no. And I'm looking at her like what? And then I turned away, and she look at me again. Well, then these people get on. One guy has gloves on, right? But no mask. Oh my so fucking! God. I don't know what the point of that is. He got really confused about what people were saying you should do. An older couple get on. The woman's wearing a mask. The other man's wearing his mask around his chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh. I know. I just was like, I actually got off the bus early and just walked. Because I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. I was like, I'm going to scream. So that's my what the fuck. 
What the fuck? So today's subject are haunted, scary locations. Um, not just locations. Haunted, haunted, haunted scary shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means for you. You'll see. Okay. Do you want to go first? I'd like you to go first. Okay. The first one I'm going to talk about is the Winchester house. I, you know what? I just want to say one thing. Amy's probably really missing us right now. I know. She did send me a text. Did she send you one? No, she, she doesn't luck? like me as much as you. Oh, she wished me luck. Oh, that's nice. But I, yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about the Winchester house, which is allegedly the most haunted location in America. Um, this house, by the way, if you go to the Winchester house, like .com or whatever, they're giving virtual tours for $8.99 right now. Um, that's cool, but so, you can't see ghosts on a virtual tour. No, and you can't be there. It's not a nighttime thing or anything. But okay. So this woman was born um, the daughter of Leonard Party and his wife, Sarah, in the summer of 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, and she married William Wirt Winchester the only son of the Winchester um, Repeating Arms Company owner, Oliver Winchester. Oh, like the gun. Yes. Okay. So the couple married in 1862. They had one daughter, Annie Party Winchester, who was born in June 15, 1866, but then died July 15th of 1866 of Marsimus. That's made up. I don't know. That's an allergy to Christmas, maybe. I don't know. Marisimus? <laughs> they had Marisimus. Marisimus. Hmm. M-A-R-A-S-M-U-S. So the couple had no more children. She was just like, okay, apparently I can't have any more, whatever. Then her father-in-law dies in 1880. And then her husband dies of tuberculosis in 1881. Oh, shit. That's terrible. It's a lot of she then gets $20 million, which is equivalent to $529,862,000 as of last year. Oh, my gosh. She also got 50% of ownership in the Winchester Company and an oh. income of $1,000 a day. Which is equivalent uh, uh, to twenty six thousand four hundred ninety three dollars. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, now I hope she was a good person. She goes to a psychic, medium, whatever, and they tell her she's cursed because the family that oh, made the shit. guns were used against too many Native Americans oh. and other people, and they're now coming for anyone with the last name Winchester, apparently. And that's why she's had so much bad luck. But I'm thinking, outside of the daughter dying, she made off pretty well. Like, you know, she's not hurting. So um, she decides, and so she has to, she's told by this medium that she has to move and start building and investing in um, building this house. So she starts construction on the Winston. Chester Mansion in San Jose, and it's most it's mo it's also known as the longest house construction ever done because it lasted like thirty seven years. <gasps> um, How is that even possible? <laughs> because she was so afraid that she was being stalked that she kept changing the like blueprints. Oh. So no one, like, you couldn't find your way around. The house is literally like a maze. There's a oh stairway God, that goes cool. through nowhere. There's rooms with no floors. <laughs> um, And at first, it was an eight-room farmhouse. She split. She contracted these carpenters who split shifts so no construction could go. Or so the construction could go on day and night, seven days a week. 
52 weeks a year for 37 years. Oh my, I want to see this house. This has got to be the coolest fucking house. It's amazing. She never slept in the same room ever. She kept moving rooms so the ghosts couldn't find her. The work only stopped in September 5th when she died of heart failure in his sleep. And it said that upon hearing the news of her death, the carpenters quit so abruptly, they left half-nailed hammered nails protruding from the wall. Wow. Um, They're like, we out. It is now 24,000 square foot home. Holy shit. Um, Many believe she built it, you know, out of fear. Um, She was distraught over her husband's death and she sought spiritualist. She would have seances in the house. Okay. Um, so that's of not course, a good idea. No. Um and how many rooms the, were in this house by the time she was done? I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet in my I'm little, so sorry. <laughs> um it was recently actually made into a movie. It's a beautiful looking home. What movie? actually called Winchester? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, starring Helen Mirren. Really? Mm-hmm. All righty. And um, the medium told her that, like I said, it was the result of the blood money the family had made, uh, made mm-hmm. um, that the ghost would seek her out. So she had to build a home for herself and for the spirits who had fallen from the gun. Oh, no. So she left New Haven, Connecticut, moved west, and started building a grand home for herself and the spirits. Um, The problem was the house could never stop being worked on, she was told. And because he told her, if you continue building, you will live. If you stop, you will die. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, the crew didn't stop because um, she wouldn't let them. Right. And um, till she died, she had many bizarre demands, She including building trap doors, secret passageways, a skylight in the floor, oh. spider web, win- I know, spider web windows. Nice. Staircases that led nowhere. There I'm are also liking. doors that open to blank walls. I like this house. Yeah. A dangerous door on the second floor that opens out into nothing <laughs> except for a a drop to the yard far below. In 1906, the Great San Francisco earthquake caused three floors of the seven-story oh my gosh house to cave in. Oh, um, I know that is crazy. The tower of the house plus several other rooms were destroyed. Oh man, and were never rebuilt, but are cordoned off. As for Sarah, she was safe because she was stuck in the Daisy bedroom. <laughs> named for its floral motifs and she but she had to be dug out of rubble oh by the staff oh wow the house is designed like a labyrinth um to confuse ghosts and allowing her some peace and means to escape them oh she was the sole architect of this home <laughs> well that's why you have doors leading to nowhere and um, rooms with no floors because <laughs> she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. <laughs> so she's the only one who knows all the secrets. When the movers were called in after her death, one lamented its labyrinth design, um, saying that he had trouble just trying to unload shit from the house. Um, he says he was downstairs where it leads to no neither a cellar nor upstairs to the roof. He just kept going up and down the stairs. Oh my god. Like it kept going around and around and you go up and down over a hundred feet, but you go nowhere. I know. That's very cool though. <laughs> There's I- also an alternate theory on the Winchester House's perplexing design, which declares that Sarah was creating a puzzle full of encryption. Inspired by a philosopher in England, Francis Bacon, their speculation to the house's true meaning are hidden in the ballroom, the Shakespeare windows, and the iron gates. That she was um, allegedly a member of some society or secret society like the Freemasons or something like that. But I can't imagine the Freemasons back then allowing women in. I don't know. 
And then, of course, there's people that were like, no, Sarah's just fucking crazy. Um, although I, I would say she's probably crazy. She wasn't like thinking. She spent all her money. Literally. <laughs> I'm building more and more and more. Uh, a seven-story house. Yeah, maybe I, a little obsessed. Yeah, for sure. Um, that medium really struck a chord <laughs> with her, and she just went off the deep end a little bit. But man, that yeah. sounds cool, though. I'd love to. N- now, go ahead. Never mind, because I know I'm just going to get what, heavy. Once in the house, Sarah became very reclusive. Okay, but not alone. There's only one known photo of her. Really, which was taken. Um, like sneakily um, to get it. Though she was reclusive, she was never alone. She had 18 servants and 18 gardeners. I wonder why 18, 18. I don't know. I'm, that struck me too. Um, also the construction team working on the grounds all the time. Uh, every morning she would go and meet with the foreman to discuss the building plans and change them. <laughs> <laughs> And every night she he went had to the seance. I know, you know. Every night she went to the seance room to speak with the spirits who weighed in on the plans of the house. Oh, that's why it's so fucked up. So the house boasts, dig this, Jen, nine hundred fifty doors, <laughs> ten ten thousand windows, forty stairways, oh fifty two skylights. <laughs> Thumb in the floor. Forty-seven. Yeah, one in the floor. Forty-seven fireplaces, six kitchens, plus a trio of elevators, and once groundbreaking elements like wool insulation, carbide gas lights, electricity, an indoor shower, complete with storage draining system. So apparently the spirits were smart. Yeah, or or she was a little bit. I mean, if you're gonna the do house- it. The house was converted into a tourist attraction, but when trying to get a room count, the owners yeah. kept coming up with different numbers. Really? Oh, my So after God. five years of renovation, they had to estimate the rooms to be about 160. Holy crap. She had a number or an obsession with uh, the number 13. Okay. Um. So she had everything relate to 13. The Winchester house had many 13 pane windows, 13 paneled ceilings, um, 13 step stairways. Her will had 13 parts. She signed it 13 p- times. Oh. And the piece de resistance. The house's 13th bathroom contains 13 windows. Oh my God. And that, so it's a national landmark now. I want to see this fucking house. I think we need to go. Yeah. There's actually a door that's up on like the second floor that's labeled door to nowhere because it <laughs> opens up and you would just fall out outside. Someone purchased the entire state in 1922 for $150,000. That's it? Yeah. But that's 1922. Yeah, that's true. So um, the identity is another mystery. No one knows who owns the house. Still to this day? Yeah. How is that possible? And it's probably through in court. Like it was probably through in a. Uh, oh my God, my voice! I can't speak. <laughs> no, we're in trouble then. It's, it's probably through a corporation and stuff, so you can't figure out who actually owns it. But they have um, tours you can explore. 110 of the 160 rooms. Oh my God, that's and quite a bit. It had. I know. That surprised me because that's yeah. a lot. Normally you can't see that much. And it even has special tours on Halloween and all Friday the 13th. And that's because it's haunted? Yeah, it says it's one of the most haunted oh, places right. in America. Um, a popular spot for hauntings is the third floor corridors where tour guides have claimed to hear footsteps and disembodied voices that whisper their names. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. And they said that um, it's the only part which is accessible during tours. You can't go higher, I guess, maybe. It's definitely the spookiest part of the house because that's where the servants live. So there's been a lot of reported activity. Also, when you're on that floor, you can never really hear any of the other tours. So you feel isolated. Hmm. So that's the Winchester house. 
That sounds so cool. We have to go there. It's a beautiful house. It's got to be so neat. It's very well kept and it's just gorgeous. I just feel bad for that woman. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, she just lived the rest of her life doing what she wanted, spending all her money on (laughs) building and destructing and then reconstructing. (laughs) And (laughs) I love the ideas of stairs going nowhere. I think that's. I like that the best. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so, I'm Jen, gonna, what you got? I'm going to talk about Waverly Hills Sanatorium in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Ah, Louisville. I love Louisville. Oh, my God. I love that. Place. I know. I love Kentucky. I fucking love Kentucky. All right. Anyways. I, do, I have a friend who lives there, and I used to call it Louisville just to make him freak out. Well, I would call it Louisville. For the longest time until I think we, when we went there yeah, and then we heard the people there calling and we're like, what are you saying? You're saying, <laughs> you're saying the name of your city wrong. Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Um, anyways, I, so I did go back to Louisville with my children. And one of the things we did on our trip was go to Waverly Hill Sanatorium, which is also mm-hmm. said to be one of the most haunted places in the world. So, um, na, 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 na. yeah. So there. Not in just the country. Um, <laughs> um, but I thought I would talk about the house or the house got me all confused. The sanatorium first and then give it just like give you some of my um, notes on when I was there because I did have some experiences when I was there. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then that way you kind of have the reference after I kind of describe the place and what's going on, um, which, by the way, just before I went, I did not research this place. I was just looking really? for haunted things to do, and this came up. Um, they offer like overnight tours where you're on your on your own, and you can investigate and just walk around on your own. But they were all booked, mm-hmm. so we did just a regular two hour tour with other people. But um, yeah, I never looked into the story of the place. Just um, it so where the sanatorium is. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It sits on land that was um, purchased by Major Thomas Hayes in 1883. Um, he bought the land because he wanted to build a school for his daughters to attend. Because, <laughs> you know, they can't go to the regular school. Um, so he built the school. The The teacher that he hired, the school marm. So he wanted land um, so he could build a schoolhouse for his daughters. Um, the woman he hired to run the school, which whatever, teacher, school mistress, headmistress, marm, I don't know. Anyways, she named it, for whatever reason she chose it, uh, Waverly School. He liked the name, and so he he named the property Waverly Hill. And then when the Board of Tuberculosis Hospital um, purchased the land, they kept the name, and then they opened the sanatorium. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a self-contained community, so... Everybody in it, it was it, it was its own city at the time that it was being used for tuberculosis sanatorium. Um, it had its own zip code, even it had its own post do office. You mean, do you mean then that the um, people who worked there lived on the property too? They could never. Yes, they could never leave. Oh my! Everyone who were who was at Waverly at the time, because tuberculosis, you can't you can't be around other people. So everyone who worked at the sanatorium, all the patients, the nurses, the doctors, any other types of employees, they could never leave again. This was the only, once you went there, that was your permanent residency. Mm. Now, this, so they, they had their own, like I said, post office zip code, water treatment facility. They had, they grew their own fruits and vegetables. They raised their own meat for slaughter. Um, they did, they provided everything so that they, nobody would have to leave. Now, despite all of these precautions, they would still have visiting day where they would have loved ones of the patients come and they were able to visit the patients and then leave and go back um, out into the community. That was how it was. uh, Scott had tuberculosis. We went and visited him. Yeah. It's it's just, I don't know how that makes sense, but so Anyways, this was actually they ran it pretty well. They um they did care about the patients. Um they they believed in the whole fresh air and the mountain air and all that was good for them. So they would roll their um cots out onto like a balcony that they had and so that they could breathe the fresh air. It was mm-hmm. 
pretty decent the way they and very considered a very modern facility at the time. Uh, and they could ha- they would have at least 400 patients at a time they could have there. Um, wow. And in 1961 is when they discovered the antibiotic for tuberculosis. So by 1962, it was closed down and quarantined. Um, It Mm -hmm. did, though, from 1960. And this is what I I did not realize this until I was researching this a little bit. Um, From 1962 to 1981, it served as the Woodhaven Medical Services, which was a geriatric. But we're talking about geriatric facility from 1962 to 80. Okay, so anyways, at the um, sanatorium, people were dying on a daily basis. So they realized that the amount of bodies that they were carrying out of the the sanatorium were starting mm-hmm. to affect the morale of the other patients. So they invented, um, or they built um, something that they called, it was a hidden tunnel, and they called it the body chute. Um, they would then slide the bodies down the chute. Um, that way the other um, patients didn't have to witness all the dead bodies being carried out. So this is considered one of the most haunted parts of the sanatorium. People say they see apparitions here, shadows um, that seem to guard and haunt the tunnel. Um, They also Mm -hmm. say that they have specifically seen doctors opening and draining their patients. Oh my God. (laughs) That'd be creepy. Uh, Just a tad. Uh, One of the most famous rooms in the building is room 502. there's a, a story about it that there. Um, this is a nurse's room, um, and they believe that the ghost of a nurse um, lives in this or still exists in this room, um, telling people to get out of the hospital. They said that she committed suicide in that room because she was pregnant. Um, but she was what was rumored was that she was pregnant by one of the doctors in the sanatorium, and they were not married. So oh. there's also. It's because she hung herself. So it's also said that um, it might that some people think it might have been murder that the doctor actually killed her. Oh, that's yeah, that's what they said when I was there. That some people believe that that might have been what happened. So people claim mm. they see the nurse. People have claimed that they see a little girl with no eyes who's on the third floor. Why um, would she be there? I well, no kids. I guess would be there. I don't know. Be and sanitary. Like yeah. Do kids get do kids get TB? I after visiting grandpa, I tested positive for it, but I was never Oh really? Treated for it, yeah. Huh. Um and this story is very famous um for the Waverly Hills. By the way, everybody, if you Google and look at this this place, I mean this place was built to be scary. <laughs> it yeah. was built, it was built to be haunted because I mean it's just it's massive, it's gorgeous. It's out in the middle of like just a wooded area. I, anyways, it's just it's just perfect. And you can look at a lot of pictures too online if you um, Google Waverly Hills. Um, a, a big story that they had that we heard when we were there t- as well was that um, there's a boy who runs a, who plays with the bouncing ball throughout the entire place. So a lot of times people will see a ball just rolling down a hallway. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, so the big thing about Waverly Hills is their shadow people. A lot of mm. people have claimed to see shadow people in Waverly Hills. A lot of, um, that's a big thing. That's shadow people. Um, and you can capture them sometimes on photographs. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes people have captured them on the grounds outside actually. Um, oh. yeah, yeah. And they have also noticed that besides the ball being, that appears to be moved around by this child, they've also noted that other objects seem to be manipulated when they're not around. Um, but now there's also something called residual haunting, yeah, which is more like a recording than an actual being being there. Mm-hmm. So they feel like that's plays a lot of the part of being very like active is Waverly Hills is that there's some residual energy mm-hmm. um, because they there's been spirits that they have um, reported roaming from uh, room to room, wandering the grounds and stuff. Um, one of the scariest things um, that they believe is that Waverly Hills and one of the most evil, I guess, because everything else seems to be just there um, mm-hmm. is they call it a creeper. Um, it's a shadow they, it's a shadow being. They don't want to call it a people because they believe that it's not human. Um, mm. It's a spirit. 
it's not seen a lot. And when it is seen, um, the people who see it or are witnessing it, they have a, there's a feeling of doom. You get, um, there's a very, you get a very bad feeling. It crawls along. It's a dementor. What? It's a dementor. Uh, that's from oh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. You wouldn't like know. It. it crawls along the floor and even up the walls and on the ceiling. Um, it, it is said to that it could be one of the most frightening experiences you have if you become in contact with the creeper. Um, mm. Okay, so they also there is stories that there's a doppelganger also at Waverly Hills. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, the, now there's a very famous picture. You can also Google this and look it up. Look up Mary Lee um, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. She was a patient that was there for sure. Um, and there is a photo of someone who had was touring Waverly Hills, and they got a picture, and the picture is it, there's definitely a spirit there uh, standing in a doorway of a room and it looks exactly like this patient and they have a picture of the patient next to it if you look it up so that's one of the other stories is that mary lee is there um the yeah, i'm looking at it right now oh are you yeah wow yeah why is she naked? She naked? I can't she tell. Like it. Isn't that crazy? Everybody look it up. Yeah. You just Google like Mary Lee Sanatorium or Waverly Hill Sanatorium. And you, it'll it's, pull up. And then click it. It's right there. Um, that so, is cool. And just in closing, Lisa, you had mentioned that Kindred Spirits, which is a paranormal show, had done a show about Waverly Hills. And they had discovered yeah. something. I could not watch the goddamn episode because of my, my thing was saying I had to like program it to my TV provider or something. So I couldn't watch the episode, and the only thing I could find was some YouTube like ten minute thing with them talking about Waverly Hills, and they talked mm-hmm. about a story. And I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but of a story of Sean Mitchell. Um, basically, the the woman who runs Waverly Hills right now and the tours and everything. When they came, she said, "I want you to go to the fourth floor, which is the floor that is um, mm-hmm. infamous for the shadow people. It's just it's just full of shit, apparently." And um. And she said that she was on the fourth floor and something was screaming at her in her ear when she went up there. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So all I got was able to get. So if you want to add anything once I'm done, add it because I'm not sure what else I might be missing was that they then did some research and they discovered a man, Sean Mitchell, and he was someone whose wife was having an affair. He had been a patient three years at Waverly Hills and then his wife was having an with someone and she ended up getting killed by this person um Mm -hmm. and he had to go back to waverly hills for treatment so his kids had to be left to the state yes okay so they researched and found that there was this such person that possibly was at waverly hills and then they brought in that chip guy chip coffee yeah the only psychic medium i actually believe yeah he is amazing. And they brought him in and he immediately picked up on that and said, it's someone, it's Charlie. It's, and the lover's name was Charles was Chester Carey. I know, right? Yeah. And he said someone with a C and he mentioned something about being very scream, like yelling and screaming. Um, so that is someone that they never mentioned when I went there um, real quick, because I don't want to take too long on this. But when we went there, it was just fucking amazing. But um, immediately, and I know I say before that I believe in in everything anybody tells me but i also want to believe it for the right reasons not because it's fake or staged or anything so i did not go in there just gullible and we got thrown into Mm -hmm. a tour with a bunch of people so i already once i saw how many people were in the tour i thought nothing's going to happen tonight this is just stupid (laughs) you know i'm just going to see a really cool building there's no natural light in the building at all. And the tour was at 1030 at night. And you're just kind of going by the moonlight, um, which is fucking amazing and adds to the ambiance. Definitely. And just, I mean, the best way to tour a building like that. But you are with, it was probably about 20, 25 other people. And, some, you know, it's 1030 at night. So some of them were already had been drinking. So, you know what I mean? Everybody was just kind of goofy. But mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to say is I was not like expecting anything. Immediately, though, we went into the a room. Um, it was it's the one room that has artificial light, and it's where they store all their stuff. Or their um, they do a haunted house at Halloween, mm. and we go in there first to just group. And the tour guide kind of tells you what's going on that there's not going to be any lights, but you know, blah blah blah. Immediately in that room with the light on, I felt a fluttering in my right ear. Um, it was too big to be a, a bug in my mm-hmm. opinion. Nobody else was noticing any bugs flying around. Um, 
But that's what I immediately, like, I just kind of reacted and just kind of squatted it. And then I just kind of looked around and everybody was just not even paying attention, like not even noticing that anything. So I didn't say anything because I don't, I don't want like goofballs, you know, making something Mm -hmm. out of nothing. Yeah. So then we go on to the tour and, you know, we're, and most of it, we have some woman who was almost overdosed on heroin on the tour, by the way. And had to be watched. They had to call in a couple other guides to just watch her. Um, no, fun times. What? Fun times. Yeah. She was standing there with her eyes closed, just kind of wobbling back and forth. And the, she would like shout out things or ask stupid ass questions. Or I said to my son, who uh-huh. was a cop at the time, I said, um, "What? Is, yeah, I knew it wasn't marijuana. I was like, what, is, mm-hmm. what do you think that is? And I knew it wasn't coke. And he's like, that's heroin. <laughs> And um, eventually, I, I don't know what happened to her and the guy. But so anyway, so what I'm saying, it wasn't the perfect atmosphere, but um, it was it was a beautiful building. I um, we went up to the fourth floor where the where it is famous for the shadow people. And it's 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 pitch black. It's pitch, pitch fucking black. And I'm not kidding. It's, and you got a little bit of a glow coming in from the openings in the walls where there were windows through the rooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you're in a hallway with rooms on each side. And it's a very long hallway. And um, we were standing there and I felt some, I felt someone in my ear like go like that. Did you hear that? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my son fucking with me. Mm-hmm. So I just turned around and he wasn't even behind me. And it was in my ear. It was in my ear like that. But again, I didn't want to say anything. But then the guide says, can I get a volunteer to walk down to the end of the hallway, which was far down and dark? Mm-hmm. Um, so because what happens is we, if we put someone down at the end of the hallway, people can get a perspective. And then if there are shadow people, they can see them cross in front of that person. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I raised my hand. I'm like, yes, please. Cause I just wanted to get away from these people. I wanted to just kind of feel the building myself. Mm-hmm. And I, wa- I started walking down this hallway. It was the longest hallway I've ever walked out in my life. Lisa. <laughs> And, but immediately the, the ear thickened. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was very thick in there and it felt like every nerve in my body was tingling. And I mean, the energy was crazy walking down that hallway by myself. I'm not kidding. And then when I got to a certain point, the guy's like, stop, turn around. I turn around. He's like, just stand there. Just stand there perfectly still with your hands at your side for a bit. So then people can kind of get an idea if anything's moving around me. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And I could see out of the corner of my eyes, think, like darker areas moving along the bottom of the floor. Like, mm. like black shadow, I guess, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it can't be the creeper because I did not feel bad. Like I, I didn't, I was very on edge. I was very alert. I was mm-hmm. very aware of everything going on, but I wasn't like about to run back down. Um, they said there was, and then the guy said, did you just move your hand? And I said, I did not. And they said, well, we just saw something that we thought we saw, we thought we saw you move your hand. I'm like, no, I haven't moved any, but I could see these, I could see move like things moving, not a lot, but they were along the bottom of the floor and they were just a lot against the wall. It was very strange. It was so cool though. Anyways, I went back. The only other thing I have to say about this is my son and it was on, it's on the fifth floor because they show you the nurse's room who um, died. Mm-hmm. Um, he went into a different room and he came back right, right back out and he said something else is in there. Um, oh, there's definitely something else in that room. I went in and I didn't feel anything. I asked him because I knew I was going to be talking about this. I asked him last night, I'm like, what, can you describe that again? What you were feeling? He said, all I can tell you is it felt like it was crowded in there. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's uh, crazy. Waverly Hills. Sorry for going on too long. No, don't worry about it. Amy's not here to yell at us. Yeah. So there, Amy. Ha <laughs> She's missing us. So my next story is the Island of the Dolls. It's in Mexico. It's creepy as place. You can Google it. It's <laughs> fucking creepy. <laughs> Especially when you look... If anyone finds dolls creepy, which I find, I found out a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, so according to legend, a young woman drowned and tangled among the lilies in the canal. And her body was found on the banks um, by 
Don Julian. I don't speak Spanish, so sorry. Um, and then he began to experience inexplicable situations after he found her. Okay. He was so terrified that he started to place any dolls that he found in the garbage of the canals um, with an idea that it would scare her away because she kept crying out, I want my doll. Oh, gosh. But he also found a doll nearby that is um, everyone assumes belonged to her. Okay. Hung it from a tree out of respect. After this, he began to hear like whispers and footsteps and anguished, anguished wails in the darkness, even though his hut is really deep inside the woods. Oh. Miles away from civiliz civilization. So, driven by fear, yeah. he spent the next 50 years hanging more and more dolls. Okay, you have, all your stories have to do with, like, obsessive compulsion. <laughs> she kept building at her house. He keeps bringing dolls. Okay, go ahead. More and more dolls, some missing body parts all over the oh island in an God. attempt to appease what he believed was the drowned girl's spirit. So when you go there, there's an area that's like fenced in and there's just dolls hanging from every location. Oh, creepy. They're still there? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Why in did they 18... leave it? Okay. Why? For the girl. In oh. eight, or 1987, an echo tourist rescue was made and the island was found covered in water lily. I don't know what that means. So since then, and after the death of Don Julian, it became a uh, place of great tourist affluence. It gained fame after 1943 when a Mexican filmmaker um, got went there and filmed it for the first time. He filmed a movie there, oh. and um, then all these like articles and news channels wanted to find out about um, this location, including uh, the Travel Channel sent. Um, oh God, what was it? This could be a long time, me trying to figure out the name of the show, but whatever. <laughs> so he died in 2001. His body found in the exact spot where he found the girl's body no. 50 years before. He had been allegedly fishing on the bank, had a heart attack, but falls in where she drowned. Now his nephew is taking it over. <laughs> Like, and why? it's become a pop because he feels like he has to carry it on. Gosh. So it's become a popular tourist attraction and visitors bring more dolls. Oh, Lordy. Locals try to describe it as charmed, but not haunted. Oh. <laughs> but when people go there, the dolls whisper to them. Oh, my God. What do they say? And they move. Oh, geez. <laughs> Seriously? And the most haunted one... um. Is the girl's doll, the original doll. Oh, okay. And this woman went there who's a f professional photographer, Cindy Vasco. Um, she visited in 2015. Um, she describes it. It is the creepiest place she has ever visited. Yeah. She went through all these canals surrounded by like lush greenery and singing birds. And then her boat <laughs> slows down by water lily pads everywhere. And then Oh, Everything in the jungle get got quiet. She gets to the end, and there's thousands of dolls hanging from trees all over this tiny island. And it's only accessible by um, boat. It was um, on the Ghost Adventure show. Oh, was it? Yeah, apparently. Um, They're funny. Oh, my God. That guy is insane. Dude. That guy is insane. A lot of people will um, row you to the island, but they... Um, won't stay. Oh, shit. They're smart. You can only get there by boat anyway. So the journey takes about an hour. Um, in addition to hundreds of thousands of or hundreds or thousands of dolls, the island contains a small museum about articles, you know, like, look what we have, you know. <laughs> look at all our dolls. <laughs> <laughs> There's a store and three rooms one of which has been used as a bedroom. In the room is the first doll that um, Julian collected, as well as Augustina, his favorite doll. Okay. <laughs> Some of the visitors place offerings around this doll in exchange for miracles and blessings. Some others change their clothes to maintain them, and it's a form of worship. God, what's wrong with people? Now, 
Um, Josh Gates has a sh- another show called Expedition X or something like that, where he sent people there. One is a skeptic who's a scientist. One is a woman who believes in ghosts. So it's basically you and me going to the <laughs> <laughs> And she flips her shit. Really? The skeptic? She no, the woman who believes she's crying, she just loses her shit. And everyone's like, hey, what's wrong with so-and-so? You know, like um, she's sitting in a room and an item comes flying at her. Oh, my God. Um, And the guy who's a scientist says um, he because he still doesn't necessarily believe. But there are things happening and things that went on that he cannot explain. Yeah. But he won't go as far to say it was a haunted location. He said it was creepy as fuck, though. Like <laughs> yeah. that he would never, ever go back. You might as well have an island of clowns. Oh, my God. That would kill me. <laughs> I mean, I love that would clowns, kill me. but I know most people get freaked out by clowns. No, he said he would never, ever go back. She said she would, but he said he would never do it. So what's your next story, darling? All right, I really hope you've never heard this story. Um... Have you heard of the Dybbuk box? Dybbuk box, no. Dybbuk box, okay. Um, a, this is a, a Dybbuk, first off, we'll just say it's it's called, it's spelled D-Y-B-B-U-K or D-I-B-B-U-K. Um, a Dybbuk is a um, Jewish mythology spirit or a mythological, sorry, spirit called the Dybbuk. And it's believed to be a lost soul that instead of going heaven to heaven, it becomes entrapped in an object and it remains there until its spirit is released. And the actual meaning of the word Dybbuk is the ancient Hebrew word um, meaning to cling. Hmm. Yeah. So th- this guy, this is part of a actual eBay ad that this guy who had bought this Dybbuk box, he ended up trying to sell it <laughs> after some things happened on eBay. And this is part of that ad. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to finish the rest of the story without reading. But I just wanted to read how he acquired the box, and then I'll tell you about some of the things he experienced. But he did this is an actual. He did post this on eBay. He did try to sell it to other people, um, and so this does come directly from his eBay posting. And his name is Kevin uh, Manis. Um, during mm-hmm. September um, 2001, I intended a estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The items liquidated at the sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland where she grew up, married, raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. Her parents, brothers, a sister, a husband, two sons, and a daughter were all killed. Oh, God. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain where she lived until the end of the war. She acquired a small wine cabinet from from Spain when she was... Oh, I'm sorry, I thought I forgot that I was reading it. I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale. After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. She was referring to the wine cabinet. I asked her what a divot box was, and she told me that when she was growing up, her grandmother had always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the divot box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers and said, (laughs) (laughs) which I do it all the time, but um, spit three times through her fingers, said a divot, a kesselim. The grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. The granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box be buried with her. However, if such a request was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial, the grandmother's request had not been honored. I asked the granddaughter what a dipic and a kesselim were, but she did not know. I asked if she would like to open it with me. She did not want to open it, as her grandmother Mm -hmm. had been very emphatic and serious when she instructed her not to do so. And regardless of the reason, she wanted to honor her grandmother 
grandmother's request, except the request to bury the fucking divot box with her. Right. I finally ended up offering to let her keep what seemed to be a sentimental keepsake. At that point, she was very insistent and said, no, you bought it. I explained that I didn't want my money back and that it would make me feel better to do what I thought was an act of kindness. She then became somewhat upset. Looking back now, the way she became upset was just plain odd. She raised her voice to me and said, you bought it. You made a deal. When I tried to Uh speak, she yelled. We don't want it. She began to cry, asked me to leave, and quickly walked away. I wrote the whole episode off to this to the stress and grief she must have been experienced. I took my purchases and politely left. So let's find out what happens to Kevin. <laughs> okay, can I first say once he finds out <laughs> All of this shit. I would have walked away, leaving it on the lawn or in the house. He didn't find out any shit, though. She said, her grandmother said not to open it. She said it was a Dybbuk box. He asked her, what's a Dybbuk? She says, I don't know. Okay. He didn't know. He just knew that for some reason she definitely wanted him to take it. (laughs) Did he not have a smartphone where he could have Googled Oh, I don't know. He would have had to. Kevin. Kevin. You idiot. He does eventually do research. Because okay. he has no choice. Um, <laughs> okay, so he buys it. Okay, and oh, here we go. In September of two thousand one, he eventually sold it, and I will get. That's what the whole eBay thing was to this guy named Losev Nesky. Um, he was a student in Missouri. He then sold it <laughs> to Jason Paxton, uh-huh. who was at the Museum of um, Osteopathic Medicine at. A.T. Still University. Um, he wrote about his experiences with this wine cabinet. And then eventually, guess who bought this fucking thing and who has it now? The Winchester House. <laughs> You're close. Zach Baggins. No! He purchased the box. He still has it. He has it in his little museum of things. But he will not let anybody see it unless they sign a release <laughs> saying that they that Zach Baggins and whatever he represents are not responsible. Is not responsible for anything happens to them there or when they leave shortly thereafter. <laughs> oh, Zach. He's trying to be um dramatic. No, Lorraine Warren and her husband. Oh, yeah, they have a bunch of by shit. setting up his own museum and acting like that box is Annabelle the Dow. But go ahead. I know you're a skeptic, but here we go. All right. Okay. Okay. So um, so what happens to Kevin? Okay. He buys this cabinet, right? Mm-hmm. He takes it to his furniture re- refinishing shop and puts it in the basement. Um, he leaves the shop on an errand. So it's sitting in his basement and he gets a call from the salesperson that works there. And she says that someone's in the shop swearing and smashing things. And he returns to the shop and finds that the um, lights in the basement were broken and the room smelled like cat urine. Um, The employee who had called him, she left and she never came back. She never came back to work. Wow. Yeah. He started to work on the box and he decided, you know what? I'm just going to get it ready and clean it up instead of refinishing it and give it to my mom as a birthday gift. (laughs) 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 All right. So his mom comes into the shop one day so that the, they were going to go out to lunch and stuff. So he, And he gives her, the, gives her the box. He leaves the room for a minute or two or whatever to make a call. And an employee, another employee comes to him and saying, something's wrong with your mom. He goes back to where his mom is. She's sitting in a chair, expressionless, but she's crying and she's unresponsive. She t- mm-hmm. He took her to the hospital. She had a stroke and lost her ability to speak for a time. Was the box in sight of her? It was with her. He gave it to her before he left the room to make the phone call. Okay. He comes back. She has a stroke. She could only speak using a spell board on which she would point to letters to spell out the words. Mm-hmm. And he asked her how she was doing, and she spelled out no gift. When he said he'd given her a gift, like, yeah, I did give you a gift, ma'am. She emphasized hate gift. (laughs) I'm sure our mom has stated the same after we've left her house. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. Oh, man, I hate this gift. Hate gift. (laughs) Damn those girls. Damn you, Lisa. All right, so then he gives the box to his sister. (laughs) What the fuck? <laughs> Kevin. What you're an idiot, Kevin. You're a fucking idiot and a douche. Okay. She kept it for a week and gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> he gives it to his brother and his brother's wife. Oh my Kevin! They kept it for three days and returned it. The brother said it oh smelled like jasmine flowers. The wife smelled said it smelled like cat urine. Okay, does everyone who smells the cat urine have a cat? Nobody has, has a cat. Okay, well then they don't know what cat urine smells like. I'm just saying, I but think go I ahead. Would know. Um, what do? You? So wait. So what does Kevin do? 
Kevin gives it to his girlfriend. <laughs> Kevin ain't getting laid anymore. <laughs> right after she's like, can you please sell this for me? Um, so he really? sold it to a middle-aged couple who three days later, they left it on his front porch with a note saying, this has a bad darkness. Oh my God. Yeah, seriously, Lisa. So he takes the fucking thing home and he's like, okay. He starts having nightmares. He starts having nightmares that he's walking with a friend. When he looks in his friend's eyes, he sees something evil looking back. And then the friend turns into a demonic hag. That's me. I'm a demonic hag. (laughs) 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 That starts to beat the shit out of him. Kevin. He wakes up, Lisa. He's got bruises and marks on his body. Oh, Kevin was beating himself in the middle of his dream. Now, remember how he tried to pass it off on his sister, brother, and brother's wife? Yeah. he had. They come over to spend the night one night, okay? All three. All three. Okay. They all had the same dream. No way. The next morning, Kevin starts to tell them about it, and he says they turned pale, and they're like, we had the same dream. He calls up his girlfriend, and he says, have you had a dream like this when you had that box in your house? And she's like, yeah, I fucking did. That's ex- yeah. I had the exact same fucking dream, okay? so I can't believe he's still talking to Kevin. Yeah, I know. I can't believe his brother <laughs> and his sister are. Um, I wouldn't talk to you and be like, here, take this person. I'd be like, you, did you see what you did to mom? <laughs> Kevin? Yeah, really. Is everybody well, why forgetting we about talk mom to you? here? <laughs> and you're the gonna give the, it to us afterward? Like, <laughs> here, thanks, you try Kevin. It. You try it. I mean, she specifically said, hate the fucking gift, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give it to my brother. And sister. Kevin. He starts to see shadow creatures in his house. And so did visitors who would come to see. He, so he put the hmm. box in a storage unit outside and was soon alerted. The smoke alarm went off in the unit. There was when he went to check it out, there was no smoke, but he could smell cat urine. And then the cat, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking urine. The cat urine started to permeate through his entire house. Ew. So that's when he starts looking up things on the internet, right? So he starts looking up it things. It took on- him this long. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. A woman would not have done this. I know. It wouldn't have taken Immediately. her this long. <laughs> when that chick said Dybbuk at the state sale, I've been on my phone. What the fuck is yeah, Dybbuk? What is a Dybbuk? <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, Google, what's a Dybbuk? What's a Dybbuk? And Google will be like, don't fucking buy it. <laughs> hey, give. Um, so he starts looking things up. He falls asleep. He wakes. He has the same nightmare. He wakes up and um, he has the feeling of someone breathing on his neck, and he smells jasmine flowers. And he mm. sees a shadow flir- figure um, lurking in the hallway. That's when he put it on eBay. <laughs> so he puts it on eBay. If if you want, go look up his ad on eBay. It's it's amazing. Um, it's still that you could still find it. Um, he wanted, he thought anybody who knew more about the paranormal would maybe want to take this off his hands and know what to do with it. So in 2003, finally, he sells it to that University of Missouri student, Louis, Lucif Nesky. Um, he, eight months later, he puts it back on eBay <laughs> because his roommates and him started to suffer insomnia and illnesses in the presence of the box. Hmm. He was he sold it um to Jason Haxton who had heard about it from a student who was one of Netsky's roommates. So he bought it thinking So he knew. Yeah, he kind of knew. So that's all on him. Yeah, but if let's let's talk about Haxton here, okay? Because if anything in this story might lend you a little bit of a doubt, it might be Haxton because he he says uh he experienced paranormal activity as well, although he states that it had an anti-aging effect on him. <laughs> nice. I, I know. I'm like, give now. me the fucking Dybbuk box. Fuck <laughs> sake. Give it to me for just a couple months. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to get my boobs back where they used to be. But on top of that, so it's a trade-off. You got to decide what's important to you. He said he also got uh, wells and hives. <laughs> when he first got the box, um, he was coughing mm. up blood and choking. That's okay for an anti-aging device. <laughs> and here we go into crazy land again. He said touching it almost puts it into a liquid state. Oh, okay. Yeah, this guy's fucked up in the head. And he said that when he had the box, he saw strange lights and shadows. All right. So he took, um, he enlisted scientists and paranormalists and Kabbalists and Wiccans and he w- in, tried to get them to put it into a more manageable state so that he could keep it. He really believed it was causing this. 
So he did try to get help. So Mm -hmm. maybe not so crazy. I don't know. But he got all these people to come and try to help it. Um, He says that he believes that the force inside the box is neutral, but plays off of whoever comes in contact with it. Um, And it was just seeking the right owner to help it. So he kept it um, for a while in a military grade shockproof container. (laughs) Yeah. Buried somewhere. (laughs) At first, he told people he was keeping it in a secure box in Acacia Wood Arc lined with 24 karat gold in his den. And then they found out that he's no... He actually was keeping it in a military grade shockproof container buried <laughs> in his land. Um, that's when Zach Baggins stepped into the picture. And he oh, said, Zach Baggins. I want this fucking box. So he bought this box and it's in his museum in Las Vegas. And like I said, if you have to, if you want to see it, you have to sign a waiver that releases him from liability if anything bad happens to you while viewing the box or immediately after. That's the Dybbuk box. You could look it up, Lisa, look up Dybbuk box. You can find pictures of it. it uh, it's interesting. It came with things inside it, too, that are still in with it. Um, he, the, the guy who bought it originally from the estate sale, he bought the items that were in it. It was something like a lock of hair. There was, damn it, why don't I have that in here? I'm so sorry. It was really cool, too. Such a freaky shit oh i'm seeing it now okay but he kept out the stuff and sold it with the box when he sold it and i know lot uh, no hair was involved i know there was a, some sort of lack of hair or something in that box which is never good no this <laughs> <laughs> is just not a good idea it's a pretty box yeah haunted as fuck you know um paranormal state i don't know if you would ever watched it but um they used to uh stream on twitch so i used to be on there all the time um and they have items that are allegedly haunted, just, I don't know, hanging out in the house. Like, they literally could just lift it up and show you while we're on Twitch. One was a haunted frying pan. <laughs> oh, my God, you're kidding. No, but it was actually bent up. The frying pan was bent. Oh, and then weird. another one was um, a haunted Ouija board. But I think people are just... Um, too susceptible to their own imaginations when they're using a Ouija board. Yeah. And that they subconsciously are moving the thing, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not a big believer in ghosts. I know you're not. I say that a lot because I don't want any as well. I don't want them to come near me. <laughs> so you believe <laughs> so them? I just say, if you're afraid no, of No, I them? don't. Okay. No, I'm not afraid. I... Had one, ex- one or probably two, maybe three paranormal experiences in my life. Oh, really? Um, yeah. One was I woke up when I was little, well, younger, um, after mom's dad passed away and he was standing at the foot of my bed. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's weird. I okay. never heard that from you. And then I had two with grandma Scott. Like, um, one was I was sitting there and all of a sudden I could, I got this really good feeling and I could smell her house. Okay. And then another one, I was there with my youngest son and we were sitting there and someone had told me how to sort of like, call someone you miss and love to you and so we had our hands out and we're like if you're there put your hands in our hands or whatever i smelled her he felt her hands in his hands wow oh my gosh that's so cool yeah so i like started crying because i love her to death and miss her to death and stuff but um i don't know i mean i know you believe yes i definitely believe i definitely believe i think part of it too is um i want to just believe that this reality is not the reality (laughs) because (laughs) that's just what i want to believe so i believe in lots like aliens ghosts everything oh don't get me started on I alien know, i know that'll be, a, that'll be a, the next time amy decides not to show up amy amy we should make her edit so, just to scare the shit out of her scare the shit out of her i know um i want to thank everybody for listening thank to you. our 25th episode woo, woo. and if you want to reach us you can reach us at mama never told us at gmail.com or you can look up all our social media accounts at linktr.ee forward slash mama never told us. I had a great time this evening, even though Amy was in here. I know. It's so cool. I love this shit. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Thank you for um, listening, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.